0: welcome to the speak the language podcast today is monday january the 31st and today is a very special day jordan for a couple different reasons uh i think the first and foremost reason as we alluded to in the last episode is that we are now putting deer behind us ducks behind us some of those we are sad to see go nothing but good things to say about them but uh
1: we're, the change in seasons
0: the change in seasons indeed um we are officially starting with this episode because you can you can kind of look at the month of february in like a bunch of different ways the, i think the glass half empty type of folks refer to it as like a kind of a dead month there ain't there ain't a lot going on um i look at it as an opportunity even though today is not february it's the last day of january but it's just kind of how the days fell in the week and all that i think you look at february as a chance to just get fully prepared and like just peak hyped as you can get for spring turkey hunting
1: it is the time to get your mind ready for this mental game that's, that's happen. <laughs> like it is it is the go time it, like the the difference between what i have found between like legit like dudes that are successful turkey hunting all the time and <laughs> the guys that are you know hit or miss is their mental game this like, is why um i guess a 100 percent so mental like you can almost wheel a turkey to come to you if you want it bad th- enough this is why
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is why i'm i'm taking up like a brief detour of the conversation but like what just happened is then is why I think we're doing some of our listeners at this service by not videoing these and outputting them to YouTube. Because if y'all were just seen the look on Jordan's face as he was giving his mental game spiel, <laughs> like that, oh man, um, we got to start doing that. There's been enough people to ask for it. Anyhow, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, there's so many things that that can be there's i mean there's a lot of things about spring turkey hunting and a lot of like i think the first year that we did this that we started talking about it may have been the first year of the podcast i don't know but the first when we started like deciding to talk about turkeys the second deer season ended we did get a little bit i mean a minute amount but when we, they were like man don't i mean give it a break you know like i mean you still got like a month or whatever and that doesn't happen anymore. Now everyone's like, yeah, yeah, turkeys. Yeah. Turkey time. <laughs> I tell you what, this is a, yesterday. No, no, no. Not yesterday. Saturday. I was walking through my house, and uh was cutting through, like, one of my rooms, and had a thought just hit me. And then I walked over, pulled one of my diaphragms out, oh, and start, started oh, yelping on it. Oh. I did. I started yelping on it Saturday. And I said to myself, yeah, you probably need to knock the rust off. It sounded pretty rough. But, yeah, it is officially getting to be that time. It's officially that time where you can talk about it and no one will be upset with you about talking about it. You know know what I mean? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Where did we leave off as far as, like, so I was trying to look at the turkey episodes that we did in the prior year. You know, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we typically, Marcus Lashley, we talked about burning. We talked about all kinds of stuff. But we didn't, so here's where I'm going to go with this. I think we have all the time in the world, and we have, I mean, we've got some good plans as far as like these pre-turkey season stuff that we're going to get into, but I think for this one, As far as, like, just folks out there that are hurting for turkey content, we can't go wrong with telling just a couple turkey stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before we get into that, I think we should be sure to mention that uh, February 23rd, this upcoming February 23rd, we will be hosting our first live event podcast at Rick's in Starkville. It's from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Jordan, myself, and the boys from Spring Legion, Hunter, and Austin, we will be in Starkville doing that should be a good time and uh Brad Ferris is calling me I'll answer that later um that'd be a good time so be sure to come out if you're anywhere around someone messaged me the other day said they were planning on coming and I just assumed they were like a Mississippi State student or something they live like two hours away yeah (laughs) and I was like well come on with it you know (laughs) heck yeah uh so that'll be that'll be a fun time um let's talk about I put a deal on my Instagram story last week, and it was mainly, it was asking the the particular question is who, like, who taught you how to turkey hunt specifically? Like, who taught you how to hunt?
1: And I, you threw some serious shade by posting that one I'm getting there.
0: I'm getting there. I know a man
1: that is listening to this right now. probably took offense to that.
0: If he even listened to it at all. I talked to him on Friday. He didn't bring anything up and he would <laughs> this just probably means he ain't gotten to it yet um so it, it's interesting like the variety of answers that you that i that you got looking at all of these i mean you found some similarities but it's um there's a reason I, I posted that so but to get to the point like turkey hunting is such a especially down here in the southeast like i said it's such like a it's like a benchmark in our culture it truly is like it's such a it's such a big deal or has become such a big deal um i feel like it's always been that way even though somewhat cyclical i you know i feel like in the past few years the popularity of it is like thriving yes so uh, it just interests me it's like where'd you get your start at you know like like how did, how did you start because to i mean to a degree. I mean, it, it can be somewhat of a daunting task to walk out into these spring turkey woods and try to tangle with a turkey. Um, most of, like the most common answer I got, which is not a surprise, is folks were saying their dad, mm-hmm. either their dad or their grandpa. And a uh, lot of folks, as it got, as you could tell, some of the answers were coming from younger folks, you would get my dad, and then I watched a lot of YouTube, um, the Some older folks would say they're dead, and they watched a lot of truth videos. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a lot of how I learned and stuff. I know? had
1: a guy message me the other day, a picture of the truth one. He said, this is what created my turkey obsession.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's start from the, the top, like, wherever this conversation goes. I mean, you know how this show goes. We don't really have a agenda most of mm-hmm. the time. We so-
1: do, uh, before we get started another announcement
0: that uh thank you yeah. ad- Carry
1: adven- on. events wise is nwtf convention
0: yeah is, uh, yep 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 it is
1: what's the dates on that like the
0: february the 16th through the 19th
1: yeah so thursday through saturday yeah Yep. and uh we'll be up there so if y'all make the loop and go to nashville come by and see us
0: yeah we'll be there uh if you haven't ever i mean you've still got time to go if you've never been to the nwtf um and you enjoy turkey hunting you need to go i'll tell you this
1: uh i did not realize how big of a deal it was until i went for the first time like i'd always heard of it yeah you know and like yeah that sounds kind of cool i was comparing it to like our local extravaganza here in jackson Mm -hmm. you know it's just like a bunch of booze you know selling honey and this kind of thing
0: and (laughs) And little knickknack stuff yeah and uh
1: the thing with uh nwtf convention is it's like huge like it's on big scale and you know you just uh it's kind of when you leave it you're like okay it's go time like that's the
0: kickoff yeah
1: for us now
0: yeah it's uh if you've been to like because i felt the same way Because I think somebody even compared it that way for me, that someone said, you know, it's like the the extravaganza down here, just bigger. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, you know, cool. But uh, it really is the first time. If you've never been, the first time you go to that thing, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't know such a thing existed. It's yeah. like a wild turkey shrine. <laughs> it's like a meeting of a cult.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah it definitely is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool deal. So if you haven't ever been, anybody out there listening, I'd, uh, I'd encourage you to make the weekend trip. It's worth going.
0: Yeah, February the 16th through the 19th, um, which is different because that's like a – it normally, like, starts on a Friday and goes through sunday afternoon
1: yeah and this year is thursday through saturday
0: yeah yeah because oh, the 16th is a wednesday but i think that's a that's like a setup day and like a banquet or something yeah. like that and, i, th- uh, I want think the actual show is the 17th
1: i'll t- tell you something that's always cool for me to go to and we always try to sneak away just a few minutes to go watch is the calling competitions like yeah. you can I think you can really improve your skill set by just going to listen to some of those guys, kind of hearing some of the the different noises and stuff they make that a a turkey. As far as like
0: finessing and stuff goes, I agree. Because those guys, to me, I mean like obviously some of those guys, when you just hear them yelp, you're like, wow. you Mm -hmm. know. But to me, especially when they get to that stage, the yelping is awesome, yeah, but it's not what sets them apart from one another. In my opinion, like, Mm -hmm. I'm no judge, but when they start making, like, those little, like, real subtle turkey sounds, that's the stuff that you hear that you're like, oh, my gosh, like, how is he even doing that? Some of that Bob Walker stuff, you know, when he goes to, like, whistling and stuff with his mouth yelper, I don't know how he does that. Yeah, yeah. Still don't.
1: But that's coming up, so we uh, encourage everybody to go to that. And, uh, you know, we got... uh, new turkey shows coming on outdoor channel right now every week too so something something fresh to watch
0: i'm gonna and then so yeah outdoor channel new turkey shows um i'm like today one of the things i'm gonna start working on today is some of the stuff that is not gonna be on outdoor channel that is just just perfect for our youtube channel Mm -hmm. you know As far as like hunts that have never been seen by anybody um so we're gonna get those out as quickly as possible um nextly like I if y'all have been listening to this podcast recently I know y'all are very keen to there's a break somewhere in the conversation the Primo's music starts playing and then then I go this podcast is brought to you by Onyx Hunt Uh I won't do that in this episode I mean like Onyx is a very proud partner of ours we're very proud to be partnered with them um and I, it, we would be doing all of y'all. We would be being dishonest and doing ourselves and y'all a disservice if we didn't talk about how incredible the tool Onyx is, especially in reference to something like turkey
1: hunting. Yeah, it's it's a huge <coughs> factor, especially for for us. I mean, we uh, you know, we we go on a, a couple of outfitted trips a year with Primos, and then usually in May, you know, me and you would take off and do some mm-hmm. kind of adventure hunt type deal somewhere we've yeah. never been, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Hundred percent. I mean, the only reason we've been as successful as we have on those is because of the internet scouting.
0: Yeah, which um, leads me to an. I mean, we're. I feel like we're all over the board. But if you find yourself at the NWTF this weekend, I've, I'm not even sure what day it's going to be on. Not but this I know weekend. in n- February. <laughs> no. If you find yourself at the NWTF February 16th through the 19th, one of those days when we get dates, I will we'll announce it on here. But Jordan and myself and uh Ben Bredigan are going to be doing a seminar of or something I think it's a seminar some kind of deal we're talking about Onyx and you how we use it with turkey and that sort of thing so if you're around um be sure to come by and check that out but yeah Onyx um I'm, I'm to the point now where I just assume everyone has it I hunted with one guy uh this past fall, we were elk hunting and I said something to him about Onyx and he didn't know what it was. I was like, where have you been living yeah. under <laughs> But uh, Onyx, I can't, I cannot understate how helpful it is. Um, and that same sentiment that is valid, whether I'm talking about, I'm not just talking about traveling hunting and I'm not just talking about public land. I'm mm-hmm. talking about any kind of turkey hunting. Onyx is a strong tool. Um, so we'll hop off that for now and move on with the conversation. But check out Onyx, we use it, pretty much every day um and there's a promo code for our listeners you can type in primos 20 and it'll save you 20 percent off of your onyx hunt membership more than worth it mm-hmm. um okay moving right. forward who
1: taught you to turkey hunt that's where we were heading
0: i wanted you to go first i will go first oh, you want well, I, me? do you I want can. me i yeah. can yeah
1: i can tell so with me uh, really didn't have a bona fide teacher i guess mm-hmm. uh so i did not grow up in a turkey hunting family my dad doesn't still does not turkey hunt
0: he tries he, sometimes he
1: goes sometimes we uh usually go once twice a year maybe mm-hmm. and uh i mean nothing against it but he's still turkeyless, you know just <laughs> got a tough row. uh but the first time i got the bug i guess i had been watching some outdoor tv and decided i wanted to go turkey hunting so i went to walmart bought some turkey shells they had a turkey on the box so that's all I thought I needed <laughs> and uh, I had a, a Charles Daly 12 gauge nice my I swept parking lots that was my first job when I was a kid like 12 13 years old I started sweeping parking lots and I loved dove hunting so I saved up my first purchase was that Charles Daly shotgun that was $299 semi-automatic 12 gauge a heck of a deal Walmart special baby it lasted me all about two years before it burned out but yeah, uh, it, was, to. it was a good investment at the time but uh went to walmart got me a turkey vest because i saw that's what the guys were wearing and i felt like i needed one of those too
0: dude what was your first turkey vest or what did it, it look was, like
1: it was a walmart special That so was like mine like a 1995 deal uh yeah I say it. Uh, I think it was in Mossy Oak's session.
0: Maybe. Yeah. My first turkey vest just had two giant pockets on the side, and
1: the uh, uh, the seat had a Velcro strap on it. Yeah. It was it was great.
0: Mine had <laughs> mine had like little brass buttons that you clipped in. Yeah. And the pad was like a quarter inch thick. Oh, but mine
1: the, had a mine had one of them two inch pads on it now, but it just went. It's loud. When you pulled it down because it was Velcroed <coughs> on the back of the vest. It was really well thought out.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: I didn't know any better.
0: Oh, oh no, me, well, I'm telling you, like, my vest, I think in the first, like, I think I'm wearing it in the picture Keith took with me in my first turkey, but, I mean, it literally, the pockets on it, it just had two giant pockets <laughs> on my right and left side, yeah. basically on my right and left hip, and there was no, I mean, I'm talking, when I, when I took steps, I squeaked, I mean, because there was no, and, I, of course, I was trying to shove every, type of turkey call known to man in them two pockets so there was no quietness i had one turkey call i had three dozen.
1: i did, i had a i went i bought my vest like this was a major investment for me because i had never been turkey hunting before but i decided i was going to go that year mm-hmm. so i went to walmart in the first part of march and started buying some stuff i probably spent 100 bucks
0: yeah and which uh, is a which, 100 bucks is a sizable investment for a, how old were you
1: Ah, uh, it's fifteen, I think.
0: Yeah, so. for a fifteen-year-old, hundred dollars—that's coming off a lot, a whole, whole well, lot. Well,
1: uh, I had been working for two or three years, so I had, you know, I was making about one hundred and fifty, two hundred bucks a, a week. Gotcha. Doing what I was doing, just balling on a budget. I was, I was, work, I was riding my Ford Weather to work every day. That's nice. How I got to work? Yeah. Uh, my Kodiak four hundred. <laughs> uh, Sweat parking lots, changed garbage before a little convenience store opened up every morning. That was my job for about four or five years. And then I upgraded to working inside the store and I was really
0: rolling. Is that when you was cutting up steaks? Yep. yep. Jordan's a uh, certified, experienced, seasoned butcher for those that don't know. I ain't certified,
1: but I was Lake Mississippi certified. Mm. Uh, But anyway, I went and got all the stuff I thought I needed from watching videos. I had a Primo's box cutter. Mm-hmm. was my box call. Yeah. And uh I think it was about f- 12, 14 bucks at that time. It was pretty <laughs> cheap. And, uh but anyway, me and my dad decided we were going to go on our deer camp. Did not have a clue if there was turkeys there or not, but it was access, so we were going to go and uh, set down a spot where I seen some tracks at, crossing a little old, uh ditch crossing. It's like a little rock crossing, crossing a little low live stream. I mean, tiny. So we sat down there at daylight did not hear any turkeys gobbling at all but i was scratching on that box call because i thought that's what you're supposed to do
0: yeah just letting the world know there's a hen over here
1: and our setup my dad had his gun of course this was opening day of adult season and uh he had his old 12 gauge and uh his uh you know he had, had his little cushion he's sitting on well our setup was i was sitting on one side of the road facing back towards the creek crossing he was sitting on the other side looking up the other way so we was going to catch them if they came either way and uh i've been sitting there yelping on that call i don't know 30 minutes or so and uh pr- pretty much non because i thought that's what you're supposed to do and uh i look up i at the time i had no idea what a turkey drumming sounded like but i kept hearing this noise It's <laughs> like what is that Some somebody, somebody over there a car engine or something it's like uh and then I, I just kept looking i wasn't being still by any means i was you know moving my head all around then of course, I,
0: course course i
1: see this turkey coming down the road in full strut I'm like there's turkey there's turkey and uh this one of them deals for this turkey he was obviously just love struck and very very lonely because i should not have been able to kill this turkey (laughs) and looking back on it now like there's no like if it happened now and i was doing all what i was doing there's no way we would have killed that turkey like no way and uh anyway i see this turkey coming i'm telling my daddy turkey coming he's like no it ain't no it ain't quit quit playing quit playing and uh, i raise my gun up and he's over there what you doing what you doing man
0: and, uh, I can hear what well, at this point some of these listeners have heard Bo speak. And so I would say your impersonation is pretty spot on. Carry well, on. Sorry.
1: I'm raising my gun up, finna shoot this dang turkey. And he's over there. Quit playing. Quit playing. Quit yeah. Play, there ain't no turkey. And, uh, I knocked safety off. I don't know how far a turkey was. Probably 30 yards, 35 yards. It must have
0: been close enough for ammo. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I mean, shooting
1: a full, just a regular full choke. I don't you got no turkey choke or anything yeah. like that. And shooting. you ain't
0: like you got tungsten back then. If I remember like right, a... it's
1: number fours or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was in my old Winchester. Uh, Winchester
0: Supremes?
1: No, it wasn't even them. It was like the bottom of the rack shells, <laughs> like two and three-quarter inch number fives. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I shoot the turkey and like i was like man this is
0: easy did the turkey ever like he never like he was strutting when i shot him so he never even man he must have been
1: like we must have just got lucky or something i don't know do you
0: remember if it was like season opener was it in april first first day
1: it was march 15th
0: really yep and you get a lone turkey just come strutting down a road
1: never gobbled or anything like didn't even know he was there like just blind luck like okay we get the turkey ends up being a big old turkey like inch and a quarter spurs big old beard like i had no idea i went and showed him to uh some buddies of ours we went to church with and they're like mm-hmm. boy do you know what you done did that's a that's a trophy yeah i was like oh yeah yeah that's, yeah, a, good that's, turkey. What, that's what i do
0: yeah uh, <laughs> you know how i am you know how i do this uh, just how i roll you know But
1: little 15 year old jordan was is tickled at that point and it uh that i mean you know of course it set in like i'm this is, this is something i really i do this doing. now yeah. yeah
0: did you did you have any like outside influences like ever did anyone ever allude to you that like hey this is no easy endeavor like did you know that it wasn't supposed yeah. to be no walk in the park like that
1: after i killed it okay i was like how in the world boy yeah. oh, we didn't know no turkey hunting. like several people in the camp turkey hunted. They never turkey hunted a camp because they didn't think there's no turkeys there. <laughs> I mean, this is a pine thicket, like yeah. five, six year old pine plantation where I killed him at.
0: Yep. Okay. And
1: uh, just a logging road running through the middle of it. Yeah. Like, there ain't no hardwoods, no nothing. Right. Like, it ain't set up to kill turkeys. hmm And uh, anyway, that all happened, and man, I got the bug after that, and uh had a few people in my church, you know, that that saw I was very interested in it, and they took me a couple times, and uh that season and no luck after that uh
0: yeah how how long did you go before can before pulling the trigger on
1: another one so calling up one sitting at a tree probably three years yeah now in between that i got lucky and was able to like I had, like, good access, looking back on it now.
0: I remember you telling me some of these stories.
1: Like, very good access for turkeys. Like, my buddy Perry, I used to hunt his back pasture a lot. He used to have a lot of turkeys for a tornado tour of his place. Yeah. And uh, I was able to find turkeys there and, you know, just figure it out pretty much I mean learn what works and what don't work mm-hmm. and I mean I still don't know everything that works no one does just kind of going and doing and figuring it out on my own because at that point I mean unless you went to Walmart and bought DVDs there wasn't any way to really learn how it to virtually so yeah. uh, man over the next two or three years I, I didn't turkey on a whole lot maybe five six eight times a season you know Mm -hmm. and uh i was able to get a turkey but uh far as like the whole sitting down on one gobbling gobbling, calling them up that was a a long road to endure like it was more like seeing them in a field and belly crawling down a ditch and
0: yeah i mean cause that's what i know what you said i mean especially a lot of parry stuff was field turkeys
1: yeah i mean it's like just getting in between point a and point b and getting lucky and cutting them off kill, i think i killed maybe one a, one a season for the next two or three years right which looking back now is really good that is and, good yeah and uh anyway which trial and error because like i said i had good access growing up then and i mean like it was those type deals like you'd hear three or four in the morning so you had plenty of opportunity yeah and um and the public land you know i grew up hunting on public a lot and that's kind of where i cut my teeth learning yeah. how and uh but i wouldn't call myself like any good at all up until i started working at mossy oak like yeah. i would i would luck into killing turkeys not on purpose if, yeah. that, if that makes
0: any sense yeah yeah I, no, it does i um that makes all the sense. Because the num the, the thing that you keyed in on there, I'm not even sure if you meant to key in on it or not. But, uh, you know, I look back at like my early, early, early attempts at turkey hunting mm-hmm. or, or calling myself a turkey hunter. And uh, especially even when I started driving, um, it wasn't like I could just burn the woods up turkey hunting all the time. When you're that young, you know you have school, you have job, and so you're like cutting out these times that you have to go turkey hunting. And like you said, it's probably especially then like being just because I I didn't have a whole lot of access, um, I was probably hunting five to eight times a season. You know, Mm -hmm. like you said, you think you look back and you like think at it, you think it's a lot. Like compared to what I do now, it's not. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so, so was there anyone before, like, we move on from your story particularly, was there any, like, one individual that taught you more than anybody else? Yeah, I was
1: fitting to get into that. Okay. Uh, so, when I got my job at Mossy Oak, okay, let, just put this in perspective, my turkey, like, my deer hunting was way overshadowed my turkey hunting, like, as far as my passions. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, I started working at Mossy Oak when I was 21, I believe, or 20, 21, somewhere around that range. Right. And uh, my first spring there, like, I look back now and I'm like, even if I had never got paid a dime for doing any of that, like, the the people I got to hunt with, like, filming Mm -hmm. absolutely has what. Is what is uh I guess carved my style now of turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. Like I've uh my I really got set on fire after my first spring mossy oak as forest, as, like learning how and wanting to know more and all that. Uh, <clears throat> so I filmed for a TV show called Turkey Thugs there. I remember that. And uh, it was Paul Buskey, Bob Walker, um, Keith from Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, Greg Briggs. And uh, Bubba from Natchez, cousin's buddy. And so I pretty much filmed Paul and Bob most of the
0: time. Which, assuming most people that listen to this, when you say Paul Butskin and Bob Walker, they'll know who you're talking about. Yes. In case they do not, just kind of briefly go over who those two people are. So
1: Paul won i don't know how many grand national calling competitions back in the 80s like mm-hmm. a, he was like the dale on heart <laughs> of turkey calling back in the day mm-hmm. he's still really really good oh yeah and uh so like he is i had no idea just being honest i had no idea who paul Buskey was mm-hmm. because i just didn't grow up in that that whole culture of being around a bunch of turkey hunters that kept up with all that uh, but after hunting with paul i quickly realized like this dude is the real deal
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i started just paying attention to all the subtleties that he does i've never seen a person to this day that can call like hen up gobblers like he can hmm. like he's like he can call the hens which in turn gets the gobblers coming right. like, i've never seen a person that could call a flock of turkeys like paul can yeah like it's just his uh his calling ability's crazy and he can read how turkeys and hens react and like he can get them mad and here they come like i've seen it multiple times i've seen i mean we i've seen the man call a turkey across the alabama river (laughs) like it's pretty ridiculous uh but i learned with being able to hunt with him and bob walker bob walker has guided at uh, bent creek for a long time and if you don't know what bent creek is it's like a staple of turkey hunting in the south like everybody's heard of bent creek
0: everybody's heard of bent creek
1: (laughs) uh bob was a a full-time guide there for a long time 20 over 20 years yeah and uh far as like woodsmanship and knowing how to set up on a turkey and the subtle things that make a a stubborn turkey come in bob is the master bob is
0: second to none
1: Like, and i think with uh getting hunt with those two a lot i got to learn the best of both worlds yeah you know, the, the, the aggressive style of Paul and mm-hmm. then the subtleties that Bob has and just paying attention to your surroundings and your land. Yeah. And uh, that absolutely has what, is what carved my style now, yeah. like just being around those two
0: guys. There's never been, which we've, I, I've i met Paul, I've never hunted with him. Um, I've gotten fortunate enough because of y'all two, because of uh, you and Bob knowing each other and because of mutual friend of ours, Kurt and Bob being good friends, I've gotten to hunt with Bob a fair amount of times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one thing. I, one thing we have done a podcast episode with Bob before, mm-hmm. and I would if I would incline any of y'all. I don't care if you're not sitting there going, "I would like to learn more about turkey hunting." If you, which it's not too many turkey hunters that I know that I run around with that still aren't just eking for more information so yeah. um if you find yourself like that i'd say that one we did with bob which that one was been at least at least two years ago maybe further back but i would encourage going back and listening to that one um another thing and i ain't just trying to blow smoke you know towards bob but um <clears throat> that that guy the i remember the first time that i hunted with him like i just kind of like stepped back and try to just observe everything that dude was doing mm-hmm because he, he had such a reputation about him and he wouldn't say that if he was sitting here and he'd probably roll his eyes at me if he heard me say it because he's a humble guy Um but I've never seen someone that just that tuned in to everything that's going on around him that builds into his decision making Yeah, to yelping, to setting up to how far he's going to move to how aggressively he's going to move he's just so like so in tune with the woods it is nuts yeah so it's crazy so yeah i'd say that was a pretty good mentor (laughs) so to speak for you to have i got
1: i hunted with those guys (laughs) for three springs yeah and i mean like it was it's invaluable now you know i didn't i knew i needed to pay attention when i was hunting well i was was smart enough to know that yeah but now like you know eight ten years later i'm like that was an invaluable experience
0: for a turkey hunter for someone that loves and appreciates turkeys so you can't ask for much more i won't ever forget like
1: um i guess it was my second spring filming i got a few days like at that point i hardly ever got to hunt anymore because i was filming all the time sure i may i may actually got was able to go hunting once or twice a season Mm -hmm. doing that but uh, I was just so bound and determined, like that's what I want to do. I was willing to make it a sacrifice. Yeah. And uh, I won't ever forget. I got to go. I had like a weekend off without filming. I think it was like Easter weekend or something. This yeah. would have been like 2014 or so. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd been 2014. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm finna go. I'm gonna go do some turkey hunting, and I'm finna act like Bob Walker and Paul Buskey. Like I'm gonna do it the way they do it, and do i started paying attention to you know tracks and stuff and like not waiting until i get to the area where i think a turkey's gonna be before i'm quiet start
0: acting right <laughs> yeah start being
1: turkey quiet as soon as you step out of the truck yeah. don't slam a door even yeah. if you think a turkey's a mile away and uh i hunted for like two hours that one that one friday afternoon and killed a turkey yeah. i was like
0: all right we on something now there's like these little things and i really do it's like i said uh, this one's more story based obviously but there's there's so many little things that you can learn about turkey hunting that it's the the certain ones that get all the glory are obviously yelping to a turkey stuff like that but there's so many small subtle things that don't seem like they would add a lot to making you better right but those little things stack begin to stack up and then again when you watch I I remember I remember like it was yesterday, the first time that I went out and Bob was with you and me. Like I was like that dude, the way he moved around those woods with such precaution mm-hmm. from like the second we thought I mean like the I mean before we even thought we were even close to Turkey Country. And the way I mean the, the amount that he was listening to the level of the voice that he used, I mean it was a you just start going. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, okay. This dude's I, on a different level. Yeah, like this guy's different. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I like that turkey that I that was like, I like I, I for whatever reason I remember that hunt more so than a lot of hunts just because I like focused on doing what they did. Yeah. And uh, like that was a public land turkey in Mississippi, mm-hmm. and and I think it's first weekend in April, so good time to hunt, but ended up killing that turkey like 75 yards from my truck mm. i would not have done that in my old ways yeah like i you you think about public land mississippi you like i gotta get back there two miles yeah and
0: giving away trade secrets yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's just
1: like which i haven't found a turkey at close road since yeah but that precaution you know is just what and that turkey never gobbled either I was just taking my time, easing to the woods. I sat down for 15, 20 minutes, yelped a little bit and see what happens, be quiet, and he showed up.
0: Yeah. Did he ever gobble? Nope. He just was there. Never you him,
1: strutted, never anything. You just, hear him drumming or something? Nope. Hmm. Just showed up looking.
0: Just, yeah. That's, I mean. In the smoke. How many? How many turkeys do you think get bumped because they're acting like that one did? A lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> There's and no telling. That's
1: why it's, I remember that so much because the precautions I took coming out of the truck, and that was a turkey that would otherwise never have been killed.
0: Yeah. Not by you. Not that day. Nope. Yeah.
1: yeah But that's kind of who molded me. It's a lot of different people. I mean, we, we've been so fortunate to hunt with so many good hunters. That's you know, more or
0: less the point I was getting at. Like, I never step out of
1: go on a trip with somebody especially somebody you know i respect and very mm-hmm. very i guess uh bona fide in the turkey world like mm-hmm. i never think i know everything what they know you know mm-hmm. i'm like i'm finna keep my mouth shut and if they ask for input i'll give it but otherwise i'm finna just Be watch a sponge. it yeah
0: yeah um so me like I've, I've told i know i've told some of this story on here but uh I don't know if I've told all of it or not. Anyhow, I similar our stories are similar in that like I too did not grow up in a turkey hunting family at all. Not even close. Um deer hunters, Labor Day weekend dove hunters, uh, fishing. That that about surmised our outdoor activities. Um and I had several like friends, childhood friends, at the age I was at and I was like eleven, I think. That I'd heard talk about turkey hunting, and I'd heard, I remember talking about, like, I, I, you know, like sitting in Sunday school on a Sunday morning, I remember, you know, my buddy talking about one goblin that Saturday when him and his dad went turkey hunting, but I really didn't pay that much attention to it, you know. Mm -hmm. So we went on a family vacation, and uh, we didn't have a bass pro shops in Mississippi like we do now. What we were going through in Memphis, Tennessee, there was a bass pro shops there, and I liked bass fishing. And Dad liked bass fishing, so we was going to go because going to Bass Pro Shops was a big deal, you know. Um, And it was right around springtime, and there was a guy. I've tried to figure out who it it was, but I haven't been able to do so. There was a guy doing a seminar for Primo's, Mm -hmm. and it was a turkey seminar. They had a TV pulled up. He had some calls put out, and, I mean – you know how, it was. I mean, when I, when you was a kid in school, it's like them days when the teacher would push the TV card in, you were like, yeah, you know, so I saw a TV screen. I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. And I, he commenced, goes through a seminar and he plays a hunt and I'm watching it. And it was the first time I'd actually sat down and watched a turkey hunt, you know, like in the learning mindset. Right. And I see this dude sitting next to a tree and he's making these noises and this thing just roars through the woods back at him. And I'm like, Whoa, wait, 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 wait a minute. Like, you're telling me the thing you're hunting, like calls back to you. Like this is unlike any I because mean, 'cause I'm again the, the extent of my hunting at that young age was deer and doves. You know, and our and our deer hunting was pretty much sitting over a green patch for the opening weekend of gun season and maybe one weekend in January, you know, so yep. it wasn't a lot of calling there either. So I watched this hunt play out and this big old puffed up ball of iridescent feathers come strutting in through the woods and i'm like holy smokes and after the seminar gets up i go up there and the guy lets me play around with the calls and they had the gobble shaker tube and they had some primo slate calls and i'm like oh holy smokes you know Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so i decided i wanted a turkey hunt and so i started consulting people i was like what do i need to do where do i need to go and uh that first season my uncle had a place in uh braxton mississippi mm-hmm. and he said i don't even know if there's turkeys on it but we can go out there and try it if you want and we went out there and i mean as you could imagine what none of us turkey hunters so we did hear some turkeys not on us like the place that, that we had to hunt i don't think there were any turkeys on there but we could hear them which i thought was crazy cool obviously didn't kill any i mean i was 11 wandering around with a slate call yeah. you can imagine my effectiveness um One unsung hero, you know, or unsung heroes, I should say. Um, I've talked about Keith and my relationship with him and turkeys a lot, but I have spent not as much time as I should have talking about the Mahaffey family. Mm -hmm. Mahaffeys are still to this day very, very dear friends of mine and my whole family, and they turkey hunted a bunch. And uh, I can't tell you how many Saturdays Bless Uncle Robbie's heart. Would take me, and Daniel, and David. All of us not even being the age of 13 yet. We Was probably between somewhere between nine and 13. All of us. Bunch of hoodlums. A bunch of bunch of noise making. <laughs> you know, crashing through the woods. Pull
1: your hair out, kids. <laughs> if a, if
0: a turkey didn't gobble every 10 seconds, we was like, you know, messing like wrestling around in the woods or throwing sticks at. We you know just being kids. Yeah. So I. I don't know how many times Uncle Robbie hauled the three of us into <laughs> the woods. It was more or less babysitting and making sure none of us got hurt. I To this day, one of the funnier stories, because um, it, 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 it was probably, I mean, I don't know how he kept it together. We got on a turkey. Um, it was on a Saturday. And he, you know, I, I think Uncle Robbie realized that his best chance for success was just to get the three of us sat down somewhere, you know, like walking in prospect and just not, not, not a high chance of success when you just got that many hoodlums around. So he had us all just sitting there and it was like middle of the day. I say late morning, middle of the day. And he strikes his Turkey, Mm -hmm. Uncle Uncle Robbie does. He had a box cutter or I think it was, and and strikes his Turkey. And I'm talking, it was one of those, like looking back at it now, like I remember this hunt vividly. Like, it was one of those turkeys that, like, it should have been his time. Mm-hmm. should have been his time to go. And we were probably less than 100 yards off a of field edge in this big scope of hardwoods. And um, the turkey was through the hardwoods, the fields at our back. And I guess, I think, I mean, the the field edge was their property. And I want to say, I may have this completely wrong, but I want to say that there was a guy that they had least the farming rights out to mm-hmm. but this turkey's like sub 100 yards gobbling breathing fire i mean just letting it have it and where the three of us are all on these different trees i remember sitting there going oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my <laughs> God. and uh it's just bad timing would have it the dude cranked up his tractor out there in that field <laughs> and started dry. and obviously the turkey was gone yeah you know, hey, that, gone. that's i think that's about as close as he ever got but to this day i'm thankful for that man and him hauling all of us around yeah um because i mean that was probably that was my earliest introductions to spring woods and turkey sounds and we would all i remember going over to the mahaffey's house and me and daniel and david would pile around their tv and watch It was just a a matter of like how many truth videos can we watch Mm -hmm. how many and that's it it sounds like i'm making it up because i work for primos now i get that but i promise you it's true yeah i mean it was just it was was like we was just stacking them together how many can we watch um i run into keith through church um we had an event called disciple now it was like a weekend thing Mm -hmm. and keith was our my chaperone (laughs) funny to picture now uh But found out he was a turkey hunter. He found out I wanted the turkey hunt. And uh, that was in February, that event was. He called, this is, I mean, we're old, right? This is, we had landlines. Uh, So we had a house phone. I remember remember my house phone rang like a Monday morning. I was getting ready for school. And obviously Keith had talked to my parents, like they set all this up. It was just supposed to be a surprise for me. Um, I grabbed the little landline, getting ready for school and he's like, Youth Weekend in Mississippi is this Saturday. You want to go turkey hunting? And I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh, so Keith come and picks me up at like 4 a.m. And uh, hop into his truck. And remember that vest I was talking about earlier? Like I oh, remember yeah. getting that vest and putting it in the back seat. And as I'm like slinging it up to putting it in his truck, he's like, man, how many calls you got in that? Because it's like, <laughs> it's just squeaking, you know. And I come walking out with my shotgun that I have never patterned. I've just got the the choke that come in the box with a gun that says this one's supposed to be for turkeys, and I got some kind of turkey shell same kind of deal. Di- I think that i, I don't I want to say they were Winchesters, but I don't remember I remember at the store they had turkeys on them, so I was like this is these are the ones. Keith looked at it he's like, we'll just we'll just shoot my gun. I was like, okay, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, sounds great, sounds great.
1: you got about to jump, boy. yeah <laughs> sounds
0: great, and uh we get out there that morning. And we did not hear a single turkey, and I know where I still like. I know where we were. Like the fact that we didn't hear a turkey on the limb to this day is surprising to yeah. me, because it wasn't like a crummy day, but we didn't hear a turkey. And we actually started the morning out sitting in a ground blind. I guess because Keith didn't know what he was getting into. He didn't know how much I was going to be Smart move. finicky. You know, moving around.
1: And we still need to put you in the ground blind sometimes.
0: Sometimes it depends on the day, uh, <laughs> but. The morning progressed and nothing was going on. And I, I I was told this by Keith after the fact. He was like, man, it's such a pretty morning. Let's just get out and walk. At least, you know, try to make a hunt out of it. I don't want to just sit here in this blind. So we commenced to, you know, moving and we sat, walked somewhere, sat down, called for a little bit. Nothing. Um, we get up, move, getting this little bit logging road and cut off into these hardwoods. And we kind of looked down where we were we were sitting on the kind of the side of a ridge, looking down where the ridge bottomed out, and then it came up into another ridge, and it was such a pretty spot. I remember, I remember Keith saying something along the lines of, "We're gonna hang out here for a while." Yeah. You know. Um, and I remember that was the first, also the first morning I'd heard an actual hen. Like Keith started getting pretty aggressive on a box call, mm-hmm. and a hen started answering him off to our left. I mean, started cutting and yelping, and I was like, "Oh my gosh." Um, And I was just excited at the thought of getting to see her, like see that hen, you know, because I hadn't seen, I hadn't spent a whole lot of time in the woods. I yeah. was like, just getting to see a turkey sounded exciting. Well, she kind of went off. I remember hearing her walking away, yelping, and, you know, we still sat there. And, again, the turkey that I ended up shooting, he never gobbled. He drummed. I didn't know what drumming was. Yeah. I remember Keith very, very vividly saying, I think I just heard one. And I'm like, you heard one do what? Like I, I didn't know what he's talking about. And I remember we sat there, and he said, he said, hey, just kind of shift your gun to the right a little bit. You know, I mean, think he's hearing one drum. And uh, he had been hearing it like it. It came to the point where Keith knew what he was hearing. I had no idea. Right. I'm just sitting there. You know, I'm just in the batter's box. And but I remember it. Like you know, how at some hunts probably the same way with you with that one turkey Do like i'll never forget the first like look i got at that turkey yeah it's like we're sitting there
1: yeah, i can till this day just like yeah visualize it perfectly how yeah. it happened you know
0: yeah we're sitting there on the side of that ridge um we're sitting on these two trees that are they're not they're not like um twin trunk trees but i mean they're right next to each other right. like me keith and i are able to sit pretty much shoulder to shoulder, him kind of sitting kind of behind me over my right shoulder, looking, you know, looking see. I mean, you can very much see what I can see. And I'm looking across that other ridge, and all of a sudden, it's like he just steps out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looked like he was the main character in a high school play, and he's just making his grand appearance. When I saw (laughs) it, when he stepped out there, he was strutting. Me and would
1: go into a meltdown.
0: Oh, I started shaking like a twig. I remember thinking, like, how's he not seeing me? Because I was shaking so bad. I mean <laughs> I mean full on just <laughs> I mean just losing it. And I remember Keith Keith going, he he said, He don't know that turkey don't know where in the world. Just stay calm, just stay calm. Ease the gun off safety, stay calm. And started out, the turkey was just we didn't have we didn't have a decoy out or anything. Yeah. Nothing. Um and the turkey kind of struts down the ridge so he's kind of walking parallel to us. Right, and he goes, and he struts behind this big oak tree. And when he gets behind that oak tree, Keith just kind of takes his hand, points it the other way, and just yelps like just, meow, 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 meow. and that turkey poked out from behind that oak tree, and here he comes, figure eighting down that ridge, coming right towards us. <laughs> and that, and that, my beads on him. And thank God Keith was telling me not to shoot yet because the turkey again. We're talking even though we're shooting Keith's gun now. We're shooting Keith's twelve gauge. This ain't you know and whenever i was 40
1: yards and in
0: 40 yards and in yeah Yeah, i was 12 years old Mm -hmm. and but uh, i mean i'm just watching that turkey i remember his head was so white and every feather on him just looked perfect and i'm just going i can't believe i'm just getting to look at one (laughs) and he gets into the very bottom and i'm at this point i'm wondering like he's got to be close enough he's got to be close enough but i wasn't gonna and he gets out in the wide open and keith says all right i'm gonna make you i'm gonna make him stick his head up you ready and i'm like yeah and he I'll, he's like pack, 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 pack. he made and that head he never came out of strut like he didn't drop strut and crane his neck up he just kind of stayed in and that head probably come out of those feathers just a little bit yeah. but i didn't ask permission i just shot <laughs> 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 he rolls over and i i remember yelling i was like i got him mr keith and i go running down there and got him and it was a Oh my gosh, it was an ordeal. The funny part of it was, is Keith was uh, trying to film, and he double punched. <laughs> yeah. So the, I if, knew that part. If you watch the if you watch the home video that we still have, it goes from like you see, I think you can see like my knee and my gun, and you can hear the hen yelping that I was talking about. Right. And then there's like a, and then it's Keith running down the hill to me, who's already at the turkey. Mm-hmm. But, uh that was the first one and that was the Keith remained a very big uh, mentor so to speak because again like the the essence of like from the time it took from then to me to yelp one up on my own and start kind of putting it together it took a while yeah it took a, it took a while um but it was I mean like it's, you can't just Keith was probably like one of the definitely one of the bigger mentors that I had probably the biggest in my young life them and uncle Robbie Mahaffey right um but I springboarded I guess you say kind of similar when I started working here at at Primo's and a lot of things that we had and we hadn't touched on this a lot of it had to do with we just both of us you working at Masiok me working here the just the sheer amount of time that we got to start putting in the woods.
1: Yeah, that makes a huge difference, just Oh, being dear out gosh. There.
0: Yeah, because I tell folks that all the time. I'm like, look, there is so much information readily available now, YouTube, anything on the Internet. I mean, there's – but – You've no, got to get out there and nothing, figure it out yourself. Nothing, nothing is ever going to replace you getting out there and and just getting reps in, sitting to turkeys. I remember Keith telling me that. It was – I had actually – in my young mind, I had developed somewhat of a hot streak mm-hmm. i was I was a senior in high school, and I shot a turkey the opening day and Then it was like a couple weekends later, I went out with a buddy that he said he had turkeys, but he didn't know how to call and so I- yelped one up and he shot one and Then me and my buddy Ryan Watson went to my camp a few years i mean not a few weeks later. And he killed one with me. Yeah. And so it was like early to mid-April, and I had seen three turkeys die, and I thought I was walking in high cotton. No, we really. like didn't got
1: this stuff figured out. I
0: was the king, you know. And then one royally humbled me. <laughs> and uh, Keith was like, "It, man, it just takes sitting the turkeys." Because yeah, I t- I remember telling him, "I was like, I think I'm kind of getting, you know, somewhat of a hang of this." He said, "The more you sit the turkeys, the more you figure it out." Yeah, that's I mean, all there is to it. The
1: thing about turkey hunting is like every situation is different. Mm-hmm. There's no cookie cutter formula to get that turkey in the gun range. And the only reason, the only way you can figure that out is by it doing it a lot. Like mm-hmm. just having those rips. I mean, just like there's no video anywhere that you can watch that will work on every single turkey you hunt. Yeah. like it's just not possible every it's all about reading the situation reading the terrain reading the temperature on that turkey which is his the temperature when we say that is like his uh yeah. his aggressiveness towards a call how is he feeling you know is he is he seeming really interested i mean that that makes a big part just reading the temperature on a turkey and that comes from reps
0: yeah um talking about i would be remiss you know you were talking about bob walker uh when I started at Primo's, I was a contract worker, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to help through the fall. And then um, come the spring, they were going to figure their situation out, and I had promised I was going to finish school, so on and so forth. But well, we'd get to, like, end of January, and my proposed time with Primo's is supposed to be coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And the thought of that just did not sit well with me. I was like, I don't want to leave. So we worked, and especially because I knew turkey season was coming up, and yeah. turkey were where my heart still are. And I was like, man, you know, I was like, man. So I figured out this online school thing, made my proposal for me to stay there. And anyhow, next thing I know, I'm going through a turkey season with Primo's. And I still, I really hadn't got to spend a whole lot of time around Will. Mm-hmm. Because when we started, it's when we started doing the Cottonmouth thing, and Will still had Rivers Run. So Will never came to Cottonmouth that first year. So i'd seen will a little bit during elk season so i'm a little bit in the early part of whitetail season but we hadn't spent a lot of time together um it was probably the second week of april and will calls me and i'm still early enough i mean like when I, my phone rang and it said will primo's i got like a little jittery you know mm-hmm. and i was like because i had yet to turkey out with him and he was and i'm thinking i'm like what's is he gonna ask me turkey hunt? He do? and he's like i'm going to the farm on such and such days, would you be able to come down and film? Like, yep, yep, 100 times, 1,000 <laughs> times, yes, I'm there. When, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to like handstand and walk over there on my hands? Like, what do you want me to do? Um. So we get there and it's just me and Will. And again, talking about hunts that are just burned into your brain. We made a plan, we got out there that afternoon. He, he. we rode out there in his uh, buggy to a spot where we wanted to start. Um. He hadn't turkey it out there at Rivers Run all spring, so he was just trying to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. So we start the next morning, and we got on this turkey at daylight. And just to kind of like sum things up to kind of know where I'm headed here, we got on the turkey at daylight. When we – I remember we were filming when Will had his foot on the turkey's head and he we were high-fiving. It was 1157. Yeah. It was one of those days i will never forget that hunt as long as i live for a couple different reasons like one again it was the same kind of effect like the bob walker thing i was trying to watch everything that dude did mm-hmm. because this, it was the first time turkey hunting with him and i would spent like th- this is my hero you know like every video and we talk about watching these truth videos everything i was like i'd watched this dude so many times and now find myself sitting next to him at a tree to a goblin turkey, I'm like I'm like, What is going on? You know? <laughs> like, what's happening? How did I get here? And uh the turkey hit the ground and he gobbled sporadically and then he must have got with some hens and he went off and so we moved and got in another spot and it didn't play out and then the turkey went to goblin again. And this was the coolest part, uh, for me, like as far as remember like just parts of that hunt that just stick with you, you know. This turkey started going nuts. And we, whether or not it was the same turkey we started on, who knows. But this turkey started going nuts. And we leave the setup and we start going towards him. And Will's like, there's a creek that we can hop over and set up. And anyhow, we get to this creek and we realize we cannot just hop over this creek. It's pretty right. high. So Will <laughs> Will, and I both got like, I'm, I don't, water didn't top our boots. Water filled our boots. Right. like We were like kneecap high <laughs> in this creek. And I, I'm standing in the creek, Wilbur's ahead of me on the way up and the turkey gobbles and he's like naturally started easing our direction. Uh. And I remember like my I mean, my legs fully submerged and just and Will turns around, and looks at me, his eyes real big, he's like, We gotta be quiet. <laughs> we get up there and I I remember that like like nothing i remember standing in that creek i remember watching the water overflow out of will's boots as he's climbing up that creek bank i remember that turkey gobbling and rattling my insides and will turned around with just that big eyed look on his face yeah and crawling on our knees to get to that spot and sitting down and him yelping and turkey him having to spin around shooting the turkey it was just so much but you know it's uh it's the capstone of why we do what we do
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: you know
1: for sure it's uh it's always a learning experience and
0: a a learning experience as far as like if if a guy like will who's there's no telling how many turkeys he's killed in his lifetime through all the places he's gone and done and he was in his somewhere in his 60s at the time if he still will cross a creek and get his boots and feet wet because that's the best that's the best route to get to that turkey with like the most minimal chance at spooking him yeah what does that teach you (laughs) there's one moment all in itself exactly so i guess we kind of danced all around the subject but i I, i'm the same way like i can't point at one person and say that's the person that taught me how to turkey hunt there was multiple factors involved and i'm still learning to this day we all are yeah um But I'd like to thank everyone that that pitched in on that. Uh, And I I think, like I said, I I think uh, the best thing someone can do other than thank the person that got them started is never lose the attitude that you need to keep learning, Mm -hmm. whether it be what or who that's from. Don't ever
1: think you got it figured out because you don't.
0: You absolutely do not. Um, Well, man we took about an hour for our first turkey episode that's that's where the mindset is golly Um, well things to leave y'all with first and foremost um, stay tuned in because we are going to be coming at y'all with weekly episodes with this similar form of enthusiasm as we try to get fully hyped and prepared for the upcoming spring 2022 turkey season Um, Please come to Rick's, if able, February 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. Live podcast, live Q&A, bunch of good giveaways, shows on Outdoor Channel. We're going to be uploading some new turkey stuff on YouTube. Jordan, you got anything to add?
1: Just when you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, "What well, can I do better to be a better turkey hunter?" That's how you that, and get that mind right. Get
0: your mind right. Mental game.
1: Mental is everything. <laughs> if you're weak, if you're weak mentally, you will not be a good turkey and hunter.
0: And turkey will whoop you. He will whoop you.
1: You'll <laughs> give up too soon, and you'll never <laughs> get him.
0: All right, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Much, much more of this to come, and I couldn't be more excited about it. I think I can speak for all of us when I say that. We'll catch y'all back here next week for another good episode. And as always, thank you, thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.